Welcome to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. ISFA exists to serve industry professionals involved in the fabrication of manufactured surfacing materials. With each episode, Behind the Surface inspires fabricators to take their business to the next level. Now with your host, Nancy Bush. Hello, everybody. I'm Nancy Bush from ISPA, and I'm here back again today with Eric Tryon, who is going to speak with us about saving slabs. And specifically, to get us started, um, Eric, I've heard you discuss engaging the team and getting them razor focused on what matters the most. What is this whole slab saving team all about anyways? Oh, well, that's a great question, Nancy. Uh, I apologize if there's beeping in the background because, of course, as soon as we start this, I'm getting an incoming uh, phone call. But in any event, so this is part two of our attacking material costs, which is the biggest line item on our P&Ls. And uh, this week we're talking about saving a slab. So essentially, how do we reduce the number of slabs that we cut? And in, when we think about the stone fabricators world, right? The average job, uh, depending on where you are in the country and what channels you serve, it's gonna fall somewhere between 45 square feet and 55 square feet. That's what I've found. So it is absolutely the perfect storm when it comes to inefficiency for a stone fabricator because we are typically just cutting into that second slab. Right, And when we think about how much we pay for a slab, and now all of a sudden our material costs are gonna double just because we have to go a little bit into that next slab. So how do we cut fewer times into that second slab, right? And that's what this is all about. So if you've been listening the past couple of weeks, you know, we wanna get razor focused on the things that matter most, obviously, Material cost is a big item for us. Uh, we want to engage the frontliners. We want to make sure that their compensation program is aligned uh, with the company. So the individual employee compensation is aligned with the company objectives. We want to make sure we're tracking the results, uh, meaning we're giving visibility to the actual performance of what we're doing. So people are seeing, are we progressing or not? And of course, we want to celebrate the wins. When somebody knocks it out of the park, they do a great job. We want to pat them on the back and we want to say, hey, awesome, keep it up. Keep picking us up and putting, putting us on your back and making it happen. So the slab savings team, welcome to the slab savings team. So I always thought that, you know, if the owner was laying out every single job, right, that goes through the, the shop, an owner's mindset is we're going to exhaust every single possibility that we have at our disposal to not cut into that second slab. Are there remnants available? Let me go check that. Are there options to change the seam location that would allow us to not cut into that second slab? Are there other jobs coming down the pipe that are the same color? Maybe we can nest those jobs together. So an owner's mentality is just that, right? We're really concerned about the profitability of the organization. So our actions and behaviors are gonna support that. So the slab savings team is something that we put in place and it's very simple. Uh, we engage the, the people that are closest to the transaction. 
So in, in our world, it was the, the people that were doing the layout, the CAD department. Um, when we first started this, it was two people that were really responsible for the layout and our purchasing manager because they all saw, hey, how many times do I have to order two slabs for this job? And it's really, you know, 40 some odd square feet. Is it going to fit on that? first slab do i need the second slab and it's really inefficient to, to have to go order two slabs return etc everybody knows what i'm talking about so we put in place and we did some training around it say listen every time the three of you can save a slab we are going to put 50 dollars into a monthly bonus pool for you and it's got to be a legitimate save a slab it's not just hey these 48 square feet actually fit on the slab because it was jumbo so we didn't have to cut into the second slab. No, that's not what we're talking about. We are talking about they did something that was in line with changing the, the actual layout or going to find a remnant, something that allowed us to save that slab. So let me give you a couple uh, examples of what I'm talking about. So most of the time, we have remnants in these remnant yards that just span for what seems to be miles, right? And it's continually growing, growing, growing. How do we utilize those remnants? A lot of times it just doesn't happen. We don't get off our butt to go see, hey, do we have a remnant that's going to fit uh, this particular size and this particular color that will work? So if we engage the behavior and actually get off our tail, go out into the remnant yard, search and find something that would work, now I just saved an absolute home run for the company because I saved cutting into this additional slab. And, and when you have fabricators who are dealing with, you know, 50, 60, 80, 150 different color quartz or a particular color in a month, that's a lot of remnants, right? So we're going to talk about that later down the road on how do we design a sales program to give us fewer uh, um, situations where we have so many leftover remnants, we've got to be able to utilize these things. So getting off our butt and going to find remnants, that's the first uh, area that we can really focus in. And we train and, and tell them and show them what to look for, just like an owner would. The second is, okay, the layout of the actual job, where do the seams fall? Who's picking where these seams fall? Uh, simply by changing a seam location, maybe one inch, two inches, right, left, is the difference between whether we save a slab or have to cut into that second uh, slab. So those are the two biggest. Um, and when we say layouts, we get also, you know, what other uh, colors do we, or what other jobs rather do we have coming down the pipe that are those same colors? Hey, if I just hold on to this for a day, I can nest it with the, the Jones job that's coming through, same colors. Now, rather than two slabs for the Jones job, two slabs for the Smith job, four slabs total, I can nest them together and maybe just use three slabs, save the slab, right? So $50 into a pool for the people that are closest to it. So we engaged them, gave them permission, hey, go look for these things. Uh, and then we would track the results. So the first month that we put this into play, um, and this is, I think, why I get so excited about this concept, because this is something you can put in your business, implement it today, and you will have results within 30 days. So the first month that we did this, we say 41 slabs. So $2,000 worth of a bonus that was gonna get split by three people, right? To save 41 slabs. That is a huge win for the company. 
Um, and then further validation of, of this, you know, when, when this program, when I eventually sold the business and got away from it, and when the, the, the new ownership eventually took this program away, there was a drastic uh, change in the behavior level of the people that were laying out the, the jobs, but that translated into, you know, material costs just skyrocketing going through the roof. And, and I think the thing that, that people missed about the program when it was taken away more than anything, it wasn't the 200 or the $2,000 bonus that was getting split amongst the people that were on the slab savings team. It was what we did every single month at our employee meetings where we would say, hey, uh, public service announcements, the slab savings team did this, this particular month, save 41 slabs, everybody would applaud. You know, that just gives uh, those employees a level of satisfaction that they're making a positive contribution to the, the welfare and, and the benefit of the team. And to me, that was the biggest traction that, that really um, engaged the, the behavior and, and really generated tangible results. So in a nutshell, that's what it, the slab savings team is all about, if, if that makes sense. Eric, that's huge. How did you validate a real slab savings opportunity versus the team sort of gaming the system though? Great question, great question. So we had specific rules that, that would uh, dictate whether the action of the individual person, right, was valid or not. So they had to get this signed off on by a manager. So when they would find the opportunity and say, hey, listen, I, I went out, I found a remnant, took me 15 minutes, I searched, I found a remnant. It's not exact, but it's, it's going to be used for this butler pantry piece that's not even in the same room. And this is what I want to do. And the manager would sign off. Yep, you did it. Good job. We would just track it on a simple uh, tracking mechanism, the name of the job, uh, what we did to save the slab, and who did it, and who was responsible for it. And we would have that detail listed. So the, the system had all the necessary um, documentation behind it to make sure that nobody was just saying, oh, yep, save the slab because, you know, this one slab was bigger and, and the job just fit on it. Like I said before, that does not qualify. It's, it's got to be action that the people are taking that allowed that to happen. And, and again, people, given the challenge, they like to step up and they like to, to show and flex their muscles. Like, look, look what I can do for the team. So the, the training and the education on the front end is the first part. But, you know, the data boys and girls, hey, great job to me is, is, is really the key to the whole thing. Do you think that's what made the program work so well? There is no doubt in my mind. Um, and I think, you know, when, when the new ownership took that away, you know, these are the same, let's think about this for a second, right? These are the same people that had done this for years. Why all of a sudden would they just, you know, not get off their butt and go look for the second slab? I, I think it's, you know, we all want to be validated when we go to work every single day. And when people can see the results that their efforts are generating and it's up on a public billboard in the office in the form of a scoreboard, people get excited about that, you know, and, and that's what I think, you know, um, creates a, a culture where people, you know, will resonate towards it and, and, and want to be a part of something like that. And, and, you know, I know in our business, tracking results is, is a really hard thing because the data is not readily available. Um, but 
the people that know me best is, you know, we went through a lot of uh, effort and a lot of challenges to, to get to the point where we, or I should say overcoming challenges to get to a point where we could extract the data so we could put it up in lights and say, look at what we're doing. You know, are we progressing and, and are we making the necessary um, progress of what we thought was possible? So I think the recognition is, is a huge part of it and, and why it was wildly successful. And again, like I said, this is something that is, uh, has a, a, a profound impact on the bottom line of a fabricator's P&L because it's your biggest uh, cost item that you have, period. I mean, it is without a doubt. And, and now you're giving permission to, to, to the people that are closest to it to go hunt, go make something happen. And, and when you do it, uh, you're going to be rewarded for it. So does that make sense? It sure does. And, you know, it really goes back to your first podcast, the compensation plan design, really, um, you know, compensating based on the desired outcome for the company, right? I mean, um, sometimes we lose sight of that in, in the way compensation is structured. And um, this is just one more area that just seems to, to kind of go by the wayside, so to speak. So i um, super excited to hear more, and we're having a workshop next week, November 10th at 2 p.m. Eastern. If you want to learn more about slab saving strategies and you're a friend of BACA, our sponsor, BACA Systems, so thank you, BACA. None of this would be possible without your support. And Eric, and uh, if you're a member of VISPA, of course, be sure to, be sure to register and uh, listen for more, more. That was awesome. Thank you so much, Eric. You're welcome. You're welcome. I'm excited for uh, for next week, and hopefully we got lots of questions. I know whenever I bring this topic up, people are always uh, very engaged and and filled with lots of questions to 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 uh, make sure that they're implementing going about the right way. And as I always say, what do you got to lose, right? We only have things to gain here. You're not going to screw anything up. So looking forward to uh, continuing the dialogue in our workshop next week, Nancy. Thank you. Great solutions for a big problem. That's for sure. Thanks again, Eric. You got it. Thanks for listening. To hear more in-depth viewpoints, gain actionable insights and powerful tools to help you succeed, subscribe to the Behind the Surface podcast presented by the International Surface Fabricators Association. To learn more about ISFA, visit our website at www.isfanow.org.